And right now, it's time to chat to Peter Allen, talking about legal matters, and today in particular, drinking and driving or drunk driving, which is to add an absolute no-no. And Peter, very good morning. Welcome. Yes, morning, Wayne. Welcome to all the listeners out there. Um, a very important subject because, you know, we all all drinkers think that they are bulletproof. Mm. Um, you know, they're never going to get caught. They're never going to cause problems. But they don't take into account the fact that it's there because it's necessary to be um, protected from drunken drivers. I also want to say at the start that one thing I was taught right at the beginning of my uh, legal career is that don't take it out on the police or the traffic officer that stopped you. Mm. They only have a job to do. So my very first bit of information or warning to everybody is, remember they are human, they have a job to do, cooperate with them. Don't lie because it's going to bite you properly. Mm. Don't pretend you haven't been drinking. You know, people talk about a quick dose of sugar or something <laughs> to upset the drinking um and driving situation, it doesn't all work like that. Um, unfortunately, there are a lot of factors that are taken into account. So my first word of advice is that if you stopped, cooperate. You know, uh, often if there's, not, if there's not been a serious accident or something and you stopped in a only roadblock, quite often, depending on, on what degree of drunkenness you are, mm. the... Police will maybe let you go, tell you please to go home. Home's 100 metres away. They might cooperate and take you home. Um, as I mentioned, they're human. So depending on what your attitude is, you could help yourself a lot um, with that. Mm-hmm. What should you do? Um, my first take on being caught in a at, um, roadblock is that don't start asking them for proof that they're entitled to do the roadblock, don't start mm. telling them they cannot take photographs and things like that. Rather go along with what is done. Um, they will put you in the queue, they will let you blow, they will test you. Um, you know, the machines will tell whether or not you are over the limit or not. Um, don't start trying to blow differently or sucking in instead of blowing because all of that aggravates them. Mm. Mm. So cooperate with them and, you know, proceed from there to see what is necessary. The degree of of drunkenness that you have in your body is what's going to tell what happens afterwards. They will take you to a police station. They will then take you to a doctor or a nurse, have your blood drawn. Um, Unfortunately, they're not able to tell you straight away what your um, blood is, Mm. but certainly the breathalyzer will give an indication of whether or not you are over the limit. Once that is done, it is sent away to the laboratory and will come back. Um, what is the limit? Um, an ordinary person, the blood, blood alcohol concentration, in the, uh, the male or female, stands at comma 05, um, grab per 100 milliliters of blood. Um, that's for ordinary people with an ordinary driver license. Mm-hmm. However, you know, if you stop the professional driver, in other words, you drive vehicles um, for firms delivering 
goods and the like, a professional driver is comma um, 0.24 milligrams per 1,000 milliliters um, of of breath, so blood. So be careful in that regard. There's a huge difference. And don't think, oh, I bought beauty so I can drink. Um, It can come back and be a problem because if it's proven that, you know, your blood is that far over and you're a professional driver, they may well take that into their account. So be careful uh, if something like that happens. Um, the other point that there is with it is, let's just say that you are locked up. Yes, they will take you to the police station, lock you up, and you then do have a right to bail. The norm in that regard is that they will probably make you sit for an hour or two and then let you out. And bail is normally an amount of anything between 500 to 2,500 rand. There seems to be a set pattern in that regard. Um, if you have been aggressive or made nonsense, I suggest that you call an attorney um, and come and assist you and guide you. Call your family. They're entitled to come to the police station. They're entitled to see you. Um, I recall in my older days, it was a regular thing for myself and my late dad to be at the, bit at the police stations leaving mm-hmm. over weekend with drunken drivers. Um, it's a service that we provide, and I have to come and assist you in that regard should a problem arrive. Mm. But as I mentioned, if you cooperate, the police will cooperate. They're only human. They're not there to see you locked up. They're there to keep drunken drivers off the road. Um, You know, it's clear that uh, being under the influence leads to speeding, leads to people playing on their cell phones, leads to people forgetting to put their seatbelts on. All of those little factors... um, you know, account for a number of our accidents, which in turn quite often cause injury or death or severe damage to probably both vehicles. Um, you also find a lot of times, I think it's quite often that you drive around and you see telephone poles knocked mm, down, mm. electricity poles or barriers. I think on any trip anybody does, you'll find something like that. And yes, alcohol is a major cause of that, there's no doubt about it. You know, yes, you also get a situation where the vehicle gets out of control, but I think alcohol plays a great role in that. Mm. Um, often you wake up and there's a barrier dashed and a telephone pole down, no damage, no car, no one knows who did it because the person has quickly called for help and got away from the scene. Um, but yes, be careful in that regard. Um, you know, it's... it's the right thing to do. So my advice is prevention is better um, than cure. Mm-hmm. Stated earlier to me, indeed, that's a very wise statement. And you know, we must be careful as drivers. We mustn't think that we can drink and drive. We all take a chance. Um, you know, we also then go to the next sort of sector and says, well, how long? You know, I have to wait after drinking before driving. Mm, mm. days that, um, you know, it's a situation where depending on the size of the person, it allows for the amount of alcohol that you can have. But 
believe you me, one drink is sufficient enough to put you over the limit. Um, you know, a only small person probably has one drink. Um, a medium white person probably has two drinks. Mm. And, uh, you know, the larger guys in excess of maybe 120 Ks probably could allow for three drinks um, before they put over the limit. But one must remember that once you're over the limit, you're over the limit. It doesn't yeah. just disappear. Um, you know, people think, oh, I just stopped drinking for an hour and it's out of my system. That's not the position. That doesn't happen. Um, you know, when it comes to drinking and driving, you, you need, therefore, to consider your gender, your age, um, your weight, your health, what you have been drinking, um, how much you've had to drink. And also very important is you must remember that if you haven't eaten, mm-hmm. it plays a major role in the blood alcohol limit stain um, you know, in your system. Um, it's very, very important that the lower your weight, to remember the lower your weight, the quicker you need some blood um, alcohol limit. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman weighing 45 kgs, for example, can find herself in trouble after one unit of alcohol. What is one unit of alcohol? Means that you either have had a glass of wine or a beer or a spirit. Um, so one drink puts somebody with 45 kg over the limit. Um, also, one needs to take into account, you know, people with um, illnesses or, um, let's say, like diabetics and things like that, their liver may not function correctly, and it's been found with people like that, ongoing stress, um, that type of thing um, can affect the position as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's absorbing to the bloodstream through the stomach, and this hinders the process, hinders the, the fact that, um, you know, it gets out of your body sooner. A lot of people also think that if you drink a lot of water, you see people drink a beer, drink mm, a glass mm, of water. They think they can kind uh, of dilute it. Yeah, mm. try to dilute it. You know, <laughs> people do stuff and they drink water, um, and they think it makes you sober. In the one stage, it was a situation where they said, always carry sugar with you and eat the sugar as soon as they catch you. Mm. Um, you know, or the other theory behind everything was, you know, once they catch you, make sure you've got a drink in your hand and you down the tank and then you can say that you drank it on the scene and you're over the limit for that mm-hmm. reason. Be careful of that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's because not the right. Would, would, uh, if, if, Peter, if I may just quickly ask you a question there um, about that having an open bottle with you in the car in that particular type of situation, would that not possibly evoke other charges of drinking and driving as well? Yeah, that's defeating the end of justice. Um, because you've been stopped, you need to abide by what they are doing. Um, as I say, they only have a job to do, so be mm. very, very careful in that regard. And you know what, you do? when you talk about other charges, you must remember that Drunken driving can lead to many a charge, mm. defeating the ends of justice where you, for example, do you take a drink or where you read to the policeman. Culpable homicide if there's, um, you know, a death or a serious injury to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Manslaughter comes into it. Murder comes into it. Um, you know, it's a lot more severe mm. depending on what the 
circumstances of the collision are. Um, you know, we go back to the to the start. You must remember that drinking and driving is illegal. It's banned and it's dangerous. Mm, mm. So, you know, the position is such that abide by the law, respect that. These days, it's so much easier just to get somebody to come and collect you and take you home. Or if you're going somewhere, these transport um, companies, not to name any, that will drop you off and Mm -hmm. fetch you later, and that type of thing. So there's really no excuse. You know, you can catch a taxi um, and that type of thing. So be careful in that. The other thing is that a record severely prejudices you as well. Mm. You know, you may not think so, but if you found guilty, it's a criminal record that you will get. It's not a case of art, it's like a fine, you know, pay it and it goes away. Um, you know, being caught for driving under the influence of alcohol is a serious crime. Um, a lot lately has been... Um, where the magistrates have decided to implement community service. So you could mm-hmm. find yourself working at a hospital, cleaning floors, um, working at prisons departments and things like that, that government departments are entitled to sentence you to that, if necessary, community work or, you know, assisting at the fire department or ambulance department and that type of thing. These are all possibilities. So, you know, as I say, beware. Mm. Um, you know, don't be silly. Don't drink and drive. It's, it's, it's much safer to avoid than to, you know, think and, and think that you are Mr. Man. You know, people are funny when you under the influence. You might have a great party, but there's no doubt um bad situations. Mm. I mean, you take all these fights and that that happen in pubs. It's normally when the people have become aggressive, too much to drink. Um, you know, it, it's really sad. The other day mm-hmm. I witnessed something where um, a lady told her husband that the man next to him had bumped her, which hadn't happened at all. You know, he turned around and his elbow just touched the fact that there was alcohol involved and, you know, she was a little bit tipsy. Mm-hmm. She then told the husband he was then going to sort the guy out and yeah. All the rest of it. So, you and know, then it becomes a brawl. It becomes involved and, and not necessary. Um, you know, also one must be careful because, you know, sadly these days we don't have the police forces and that to monitor. Mm. In the old days, it would be picked up almost any night of the week um, by both traffic officers and police working roadblocks and the like. Um, but the man forces not sufficient enough these days to have people permanently in roadblocks and that. But it's coming to holiday time and mm-hmm. that time where they observe what's taking place and set up roadblocks and the like to make sure that our roads are safe. Um, you know, the, the situation is such that they will target drunk and drivers to, to ensure that there are no deaths and that type of thing on our roads. Um, you know, the next question is, um, what is the p- position after I've been caught and I have a record? Mm. Can I expunge it? Well, yes. no, for five years, you're not going to be able to expunge it. You're going to have to live with it for a period of five years. So if you're wanting to immigrate or you're wanting to apply for a job, 
it's going to show. Mm-hmm. You know, when they say, do you have any criminal records? You've got to reply yes. And you can't avoid it because you give people permission to check on the situation and, and they'll find it straight away. They'll, they'll pick up the record. Mm-hmm. You know, the minute you there. And that's what prejudice is serious. And and that's something that you've obviously got to take, you know, think about it before you go out on those nights out, um, you know, just to think about the possible consequences of that, um, of that action. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a serious situation where, unfortunately, like I said in the beginning, we think that we put it not going to happen to me. You never know when it's not going to happen to you. And the sad thing is that, you know, you might be capable of driving home, mm. but, you know, there might be a, a situation where they were taken another car and by mistake they come onto your side of the road and they bump into you. And it's not your fault at all, that accident mm. that has occurred. But, folks, you mm. have too much to do. Now, suddenly... And they concentrate on you. You know, people look to say to officers and, and that. Mm. That man's been beaten, smelling. You know, so, so yeah. be careful. Mm. In summing it up, I suppose what you've got to understand is that if you have more than 350 milliliters of beer, which is one beer, or if you have more than a single tot of brandy or any other spirit or one glass of wine, you will be over the limit. Mm. And the next thing to remember is that, no, it doesn't go out of your system within an hour or whatever. It takes up to eight hours after consumption. To clear your system. Mm, mm. Uh, well, in in piloting in the piloting fraternity, um, you know, um, airplane pilots they've got a saying: twelve hours from the bottle to the throttle. Um, you yeah. know, if they do have a drink or two, they're literally not allowed to fly for twelve hours. That's right. That's what it's always been. Yeah. So it's always been that, and they respect that, and they're tested for that. And they've got to put in their flying forms to confirm when last they had alcohol. And, that, you know, a pilot can lose his whole license. Um, you know, some some pilots have to blow before they're allowed up into the air. Mm, mm. So more than anything, they need to be extremely cautious as right, well. Right, right. Um, so if you sum it up, the safest driving rule is, yeah, zero alcohol. Zero. Um, if you do have alcohol... Doesn't mean you need to stop drinking, but make sure that you sort out transport mm, mm. to take you home. Yeah. Um, and and these days with all the online taxi services and whatnot, um, it's so easy. You know, you log into an app on your phone and call Bolt, Uber, whoever, and you know, um, off, and they come and collect you within a few minutes. You know, if they're in the area. That's it. Absolutely. So, and yeah, you know, be really careful. I mean, you know, like I say, um, it only takes one um, lot of alcohol to put you over the limit. Coffee, water, etc., does not doesn't, cure it. Only time cures it. Um, you know, so you you need to make sure that it, it can take. Well, I mean, you need to understand that it can take up to eight hours to clear from your system. to 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 clear. And 
and Peter, over the last number of years, the the alcohol limit has actually been dropped. But there's there's talk that they're actually going to bring in like zero. You know, in other words, you're not allowed to have any alcohol in your system. Is that likely, or is it something that's being bandied about, um, and it's it's might or might not actually actually come to fruition? I'm of the belief that it's a serious consideration because, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, in South Africa, let alone the other countries around, in fact, all countries all over the world, it's not say that it's only South Africans that drink, mm. the, the number of deaths on the road, the number of accidents caused as a result of alcohol is extremely high. Mm. So mm. if you do get zero alcohol allowance, it's going to stop that, mm, you know. Mm. Um, it, it's the same as, it, it, it's an intense study that's taking place. Yes, it is. Yes, they often raise it, um, you know. So, you know, it's the same as speed kills, like I mentioned. Mm. You know, they pick up of a cell phone and trying to dial somebody and you go off onto the wrong side of the road. Um, seat belts, not wearing a seat belt. Um, drinking and driving, these are factors that, that you know, the Minister of Transport and them look at all the time. Mm-hmm. And those views are not there for nothing. They're there because they're factual. There, there's no doubt about it. Don't, I, I've never, I've heard a lot of people say, ah, I can drink and drive. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm better than anyone when I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I remember the late Rick Watson on, on TV, I think it, it was on his little program where they tested drinking and driving at the race course in Johannesburg mm-hmm. and it showed how easily impaired you are yeah. um, you know, from one drink, two drinks and how it affects your skills and things like that. Mm. So and then you become yeah. bulletproof after a while or so you think. Yeah. So you think. <laughs> People without become very clever as well. Yes, I can, no, it's, it's... You know, I can sit in a pub and watch people for hours mm. when they but a few drinks and then they become brave. The person mm. that's quiet becomes loud. Yeah. Um, you know, people become fighters. Um, people become aggressive. People think that they look better than what they are, mm. that they can mm. get any woman they want to in the pub. You know, they get that little brave. Yeah, and... and um, and very intelligent as well. You know, they, they yeah, suddenly yeah. become experts in their field. That's right. And the stories <laughs> that come out, you know, yeah. I've talked to people. You know, yeah. people have a few views and someone starts a story and the next person adds and adds to it. Um, I've laughed quite often where I've been involved in defending people and then a little bit of alcohol in the system and people don't know who I am or what's happening and mm. start talking about my client. Um, and the story goes from a small little incident to a huge mm, incident. Mm. Um, you know, yes, best don't drink, best keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> and as they say, you have the right to remain silent. But Peter, okay. once again, a very interesting. Thank you very, very much. And if somebody wants to reach you, and possibly, hopefully not, if they need your services at uh, sort of weird and wonderful hours, um, how do they reach Alum's attorneys? Yeah, they can like us on Facebook and join our um, list of topics that are all going on weekly now. Uh, thanks to you, Wayne, with what you're sending through to me. Um, and we to be found at 6 Sansom Road in Vincent. Mm-hmm. Or, like I mentioned, just like us on Facebook, A-double-L-A-M-S, add a S on. 
and you'll be able to contact us. And yes, what you mentioned is that we at Alums are always available to assist, um, you know, with any form of criminal mm-hmm. um, assistance that is needed. So, indeed, if you are caught for drunken driving and you want us to assist, give us a call. Um, even after hours, not a problem. We will do our best to get to you as soon as possible mm-hmm. and assisting you in making a little brief stay as brief as possible (laughs) Peter thank you very much we are laughing about it but it is in fact a very very important and serious topic Um, but thanks thanks for the time and we'll chat again next week Monday thank you Wayne cheers then Peter thanks a lot Peter Allen with today's edition of Legal Eagle